For too many years, we've been told to show the horse who's boss, use gadgets, and ride two and three year olds. We're expected to follow fashionable trends, like riding behind the vertical or with your horse's nose on the ground, and put our short-term performance goals before the long-term health of our horse. This sounds crazy to me, because we're forgetting all about the horse. In this show, you'll learn why groundwork, lateral movements, liberty work, and pole work are so important in your training program. Plus, how to build lightness and softness in the saddle by recognizing the try and building confidence in both horse and rider. We know that horses are only physically mature at five and a half years of age at the earliest. We believe that collection is not a head position. We know that older horses are not disposable. Walking 100 miles on foot is amazing to build that connection together. And that bitless bridles, California hackamores, bosal and macates can be really useful. We never place competition goals above our horse's health and we know that self-carriage means that the horse does it by himself. We take as long as it takes and we understand the importance of working slowly with the horse to build connection, trust and partnership together and we aim to always put the horse's mental, physical and emotional needs first. So I promise to share all my horsemanship strategies with you. Sounds good? I'm your host, Elaine Heaney, creator of the Listening to the Horse documentary. Let's get the show started. Hello everybody, how are you doing? Today I want to talk about three ways that you can dramatically improve your lunging before you ride strategy. Now, here's the thing. It can be quite common in many parts of the world for people to lunge their horse every day before they ride. And one of the most common reasons why is when you ask them, they might say, well, you know, my horse has a bit of exuberance or a bit of excess energy. I just wanted to work that off. Um, tire the horse out just a little bit so when I ride them I feel a little bit more confident because the horse is less likely to be sharp um, less likely to have like an excess of energy or to move too fast or to move unexpectedly when they're riding so they're kind of doing it for kind of a safety reason just so they're not riding this horse with a ton of energy but there's a couple of issues that can be caused by lunging which you may or may not know about but I just wanted to go through them quickly today so the first thing is if you lunge your horse on a regular basis, what I'd like you to do, just as a little experiment, humor me, is just take a video of a circle or two of your horse um, being lunged, all right? Um, most of us are aware that when a horse is working on a circle, so maybe when you're riding your horse and your horse is in a circle, one goal while you're riding on that circle is that there's gonna be a nice arc in your horse's body and it's gonna echo the arc of the circle that they're traveling on, okay? So you have the bend in the circle, and as your horse is on the circle, their body is gonna be kind of in the same shape as the circle that they're traveling on, okay? And they're gonna be looking just a tiny bit to the inside of the circle because that's due to the bend in their body. And when they're like this, it kind of means that they're balanced physically, okay? So what happens is, they're, when their body has a little arc, as they're on a circle, or maybe as they're just going around a bend, maybe a corner, so you're going around a bend, so when they have a bend in their body, their body is able to stay directly over their legs, which is really good. Like if the ground is a little bit slippy or anything like that, you don't want their legs in one place and their body over to the side. You know, maybe like if you imagine a motorbike going around a corner, you don't want that because it's easier to slip and slide like that. So you want the horse to have this bend in their body when they're going around a corner or in a circle so their body will stay directly over their legs. Okay, and so when a horse has their body in this kind of shape, they feel balanced, okay? Their body feels balanced. 
And a horse's body and mind, of course, are completely interrelated. So when physically they feel balanced and in balance, mentally, this helps them to relax a little bit more, to build confidence, which is really good, okay? And when a horse is unbalanced, then it's easier for them to kind of freak out a bit and to spiral and to lose confidence and it can all, it can all kind of get worse and worse and worse when, they're un, when they feel unbalanced because they start feeling worried and that can kind of set off a whole chain of events. Now let's get back to lunging a horse. When you are lunging a horse, if you just watch people lunging horses, quite often what happens is the horse can start just getting bored and you know frustrated because they're just being asked to kind of run laps around the person and they get a bit distracted and as they're being lunged around and if the horse if the person is kind of not really interacting too much the person's kind of just staying in the middle of the circle the horse is doing a big circle around them the horse is just going to get distracted and quite often the horses as they're going around in the circle no matter what the gate is the horses are looking outside the circle okay so they're looking outside to the distance so what's going on is they're physically moving around the circle that they're being asked of but their body is in a counter bend, and it's if you if you're not if you if you're not looking for it, you won't see it. But the next time you look at someone lunging a horse, look and see if they're looking in a little bit to the person, and if the body is on the same bend as the circle, or look to see if the horse is looking outside in the distance, like a tractor in the distance, or a tree or something, or a person in the distance. And if their body is on a counter bend to the circle, so the circle has one type of bend, but the horse's body has a, the opposite type of bend. Now, here's the thing. Most people, when they're lunging their horses, they kind of, the idea is, well, like, as I mentioned before, it's, it's preparing the horse to be ridden, okay? But in general, the thing is, if you have ever taken riding lessons or you're trying to do a dressage test, most of the time, when we're asking our horse to go around a bend, around a corner, travel in a circle, we kind of want the horse's body to be the same arc as the circle, the same arc as the bend, because that's where they're most balanced. And that's what we're going to, we're going to ask them to do for the, you know, the largest majority of the time. Sure, sometimes we get more advanced, we do counter bends, but that's kind of a, that's a small part. I mean, you need to be able to do that too, but in general, we want our horses to be able to ride the same arc as the circle, okay? But what we're doing most of the time when people are lunging their horses is teaching the horse to do the exact opposite, which kind of makes no sense because you're spending all this time lunging your horse, teaching your horse to put their body in a shape that you don't want it to do when you start riding them. Okay, so that's the first, the first issue that can happen with lunging. Okay, so the second issue I wanna talk about that can happen is when we are working with our horses and the the reason kind of that I'm going into this and the reason behind this is because sometimes some people sometimes people just want to ride a, a horse because they love riding horses and they sit up on the horse and they don't really care what the horse does <laughs> once it just stays safe and does you know whatever walk trot canter turn and brings the person back safe and they had a lovely time and they join they enjoy the scenery and that's great for me, when I'm riding a horse, it makes it's it's a huge deal to me that I'm also riding this horse in a way that's not going to damage his health, his long-term health. Okay, because we're asking the horse to do something physical every time we sit in a saddle on their back, and so I want to make sure that the horse is going to move in good posture 
it's not good enough for me just to ride my horse and to enjoy the blue skies and the sunshine and the birds chirping in the trees as my horse plods along. I want to make sure when I'm riding my horse, sure, I'm going to enjoy that kind of stuff, but I want to make sure that I'm also enabling my horse to move in good posture so that later on in life, in a couple of years, he's not going to have back issues. There's not going to be funny health things going on, okay? So when we're working our horses, one thing we're looking for is we're looking for the inside hind foot to step a little under their body, okay? So this is a really powerful technique. And when we set this upright, um, so we can ask our horse to step the inside under um, in a couple of different exercises, including we can ask them to do this on a circle. We can ask them to do this when they're doing shoulder in and shoulder out. And the reason why this little hind foot under kind of strategy is so important is because really we all want our horses to be more agile, more athletic, more collected. As riders, we, you know, we all have aspirations. We want less weight on the forehand. We don't want our horses feeling heavy on our hands. We don't want our horses pulling on the reins the whole time while we're riding. Instead, we want self-carriage. We want our horse to transfer a little weight from the forequarters to the hindquarters. We want to develop this amazing athlete. And you might say, well, okay, well, how do we do that? We just use really simple exercises to ask the horse to start to step the inside hind foot under their body a little more, like just a tiny bit, okay? So it's that inside hind foot strategy. And this isn't something massively complicated. You know, you don't need to do crazy lateral work or do really fast work or have some kind of super duper shiny expensive horse. I promise you, you don't. I do all of this with my Connemara, my Irish sports horse. And you do this, you start off doing this, you can do it on a very simple, normal circle in in walk, I should say, okay? So you can literally start doing this on a circle in walk, okay? So how does this relate to lunging? Okay, here's the thing. This inside hind foot under, so important, so critical to all of the riding that I do. It's really hard to to teach this while you're lunging, okay? So if you're standing, in the middle of the circle, while you're while the horse is being lunged, okay, and the horse is on a bigger circle, and they're going around you at a distance, walk, trot, counter, whatever they're doing, it's very tricky to be able to actually do something meaningful and subtle that's going to influence that inside hind foot when you're literally just standing in the middle of the circle and your horse is like meters away, you know, doing their thing on the outside of the circle. And so you're spending all of this time, like how much time do people spend lunging their horses every day before they ride? I don't know, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. You're spending all this time that you could be working on self-carriage and collection um, while you're doing circles, but you're losing this whole opportunity because you're not doing it, (laughs) okay? So, and this would be something that, imagine if every day you spend five or 10 minutes working on self-carriage and collection. Imagine how cool your horse would be when you were riding them later on that day, okay? So it's like it's like a lost opportunity to be asking your horse to do circles and to not be doing this inside hind foot strategy, okay? Huge lost opportunity. Won't even cost you any more time if you're doing circles anyway. But it's very hard to do lunging if you're literally standing in the middle of the circle and your horse is too far away for you to even figure out how you're going to subtly influence that in hind, inside hind foot. And then the third issue that I can see with lunging sometimes is frustration and boredom, okay? So running around in circles just with the direction to like 
maintain your speed and your direction. That's all you've told the horse is keep going the way you're going. Keep going, keep trotting. Don't canter, don't walk. Just keep trotting that way until I tell you to stop, okay? For laps and laps and laps means very little to the horse, okay? Now, I've no problem asking a horse to do a few circles around me in walk, in trot, or in canter, just as a random thing to do like every so often. No problem with that, okay? But when it becomes part of a daily routine that you do it every day, the horse is like, oh, no, not this again. You can start running into trouble. Probably the same, honestly, if there's anything that turns into this like monotonous type drill for you or your horse, you, you just don't want to get into that situation where your horse is like, oh no, not again. And maybe they get a little bit harder to catch. Maybe, you know, they look at you and they turn away and walk the other direction because they're like, I know what's coming. I don't want to do it. So your horse could get bored. And I've seen people actually train horses to zone them out, to stop listening to them and training their horses to ignore them by doing this, which is not what you want. <laughs> it's not what you want, but sometimes that's what's happening. So your horse could get frustrated, they could get annoyed, then they could just start bucking, they could start going really fast because they're just fed up. Then they could do that whole gallop, stop dead and look at you and snorting and all this you know, stuff and getting really wound up. So that's not good if that is happening, okay? So what I want to share with you is three groundwork exercises that you can do instead. I might give you four, but we'll try three. Okay, so the first issue was asking your horse not to look outside on a circle. So this is one of the big um, issues that happens a lot with lunging is the horse looking outside, wrong bend on the circle, they're practicing this, it's not what you want. So instead of um, lunging, what you can do is some in-hand groundwork, okay? So here's the setup. And you're not going to have a lunge line, you're gonna just have a lead rope. I like using, I think they're 12 feet, 12 foot lead ropes. They're not the really short ones anyway, they're a little bit longer. So you're going to have your horse walk in a circle, but now you're gonna be walking beside your horse, okay? So your feet are moving, okay? You're walking with your horse on the circle, you're not standing in the middle static anymore. Um, you're going to be close to the horse, closer to the horse. So you're walking pretty close to them. There is um, some slack in the lead rope. And what you can do is imagine that lead rope is actually a rein. Okay. And what you can do is you can gently vibrate your fingers on that lead rope just to ask your horse as they're walking around beside you to bend its neck slightly to the inside. Okay. So the goal is for that lead rope to be slack and for your horse to offer this slight bend to the inside. And then of course, always start every exercise and walk because it makes it um, as easy as possible for both you and the horse to figure it out. And then of course you can move up to trot. Um, if you get that figured out and you can move fast, you can move up to canter. Um, but at least this way you're doing circles and your horse isn't counterbent, okay? You're actually practicing your, the posture that you actually want when you're riding, okay? So you're actually fixing one thing there. Okay, second exercise you can do instead. This is to help the horse to stop being on the forehand or dumping all of their weight on their front shoulders, which is kind of something they kind of just naturally kind of <laughs> kind of do a little bit. And particularly when we're riding them, because our weight in the saddle is going to cause this to happen even more. So it's something that we really have to do before we get into the saddle um, to kind of help them kind of figure this out. So what you're going to do is, again, you're going to walk with your horse on a circle, okay? So those days of you standing in the center of the circle with your horse about half a mile away on the outside of the circle, those days are temporarily over for now. You're going to walk with your horse on a circle. 
Um, you'll be a little bit further away. You won't be right beside the horse. Um, you're gonna have a lead rope, not a lunge line. And as you're walking kind of with your horse, you need to be just a few steps away from your horse so you can see the horse's inside foot as you walk, okay? So as you're walking, you need to be able to see the whole horse, but you are still walking in a smaller circle along with your horse. And now this time, as your horse is about to lift its inside hind foot off the ground, I want you in some way to influence this foot to ask this inside hind foot just to step under the middle of its body a little bit more, okay? So this influence could be you just stepping a tiny bit yourself towards that inside hind foot. It could be just a little movement of the end of the rope towards that inside hind foot. Any tiny little bit of energy towards that inside hind foot to ask that inside hind foot to step away from you and to step under the horse's body. So visually, what you could do, imagine that what we want is for your horse's hindquarters to be doing a slightly bigger circle than your horse's forequarters. Okay, that's probably a, a good visual. So this change in posture, this simple one little change, asking your horse's inside hind to step under a little bit more than they would normally do, this causes a posture change, a weight change in your horse's body and will encourage and will actually transfer a little weight from the forequarters to the hindquarters, which in other words is known as collection. Okay, so by doing it this way, you're actually working on self-carriage, working on collection, which you probably weren't working on when you were lunging a horse. Okay, um, another thing you can do, uh, another in-hand grounder exercise that you can do that I actually highly recommend no matter what level you're at is shoulder in and shoulder out. And this again, ask that, asks that inside hind foot to step under just a fraction. Again, you're working towards collection, you're working towards self-carriage, all that good stuff, okay? As I said, doesn't matter what level you're at, even if you've never, even if you don't understand these terms, okay? Doesn't matter, because I have some step-by-step -step videos, you can find them at shoulderoutraining.com. Okay, so that's three alternative lunging exercises that will probably improve your riding more than your lunging sessions will. Now I want to give you a fourth, okay, a bonus one. No one wants a horse who's fed up, bored, frustrated with being drilled on the same thing every day. As riders and as teachers to our horses, we gotta mix it up. We gotta make sure we keep the training fun and interesting and enjoyable for our horses. And so there's tons of things that you can do. Um, some of my favorites include pole work exercises, both on the ground and ridden. You could start with something like the one pole challenge. Really easy, pole on the ground. The aim is that your horse's right front and left front of four and near four are on either sides of the pole. So they're kind of straddling the pole and same with the hind feet, one on either side of the pole. Sounds really easy, I promise you. <laughs> I promise you it's not. Um, but really good. Just, it's something, I was even doing it a couple of days ago with Matilda. It's just fun and uh, it could take you a few days. It normally doesn't take a couple of days, so just be patient. But the horses, they love figuring it out and they, they're so proud of themselves when they've got it done. So it's a great way to get your horse focused, relaxed and thinking. Um, and then from there, why stop? More pole work exercises. You could do um, a few poles, maybe in a row. You could do some raised poles and odd shapes. They've got a, they've got a walk over. You could bring out the cavalettis, which are poles and little raised blocks and set up a little pattern they have to go through. Um, tons of stuff. And all of this stuff is actually interesting to the horse and is really good because um, 
talking to like various equine physios and stuff, a lot of times when they're coming out to look at horses, they'll be like, oh yeah, so here's a few ideas of things you can do to help your horse. And also, you know, pole work is great. You know, there's, there's so many times that, that I've heard people being recommended to go and just do some simple pole work with their horses, you know, by their physios. So, so many good benefits of pole work. And if you're short on ideas, I do have a ton of exercises. You can just mix and match them. You'll find them at poleworkexercises.com. Right. Long story short, <laughs> there's more to life than lunging, okay? So at a minimum, if you lunge, please, please, please take a video of your horse and just see where they're looking. Are they looking to the outside of the circle, mostly as they're being lunged, or are they looking to the inside? So if they're looking to the outside, which is what courses kind of tend to do, unfortunately, when they get bored and distracted, that's not good. You're teaching them something you don't want to teach them. And if you've ever felt that your horse is getting bored or not enjoying lunging, or if you're just not enjoying it, because I promise you, if you're not enjoying it, your horse is definitely thinking, get me out of here, <laughs> okay? Or if you want to spice things up, add in some other groundwork activities, um, definitely worth considering that too. So when I'm working with my horse, I always want to feel like we're communicating every single second. I never want to feel that the horse is just on autopilot. I always want to, I want to have that that experiences that there's a two-way conversation going on the whole time and both my horse and I are interested and that I really know why I'm doing something and what my goal is and that goes for every exercise every plan I have not just lunging so I'd love to know your thoughts on lunging do you think that it can be done too much sometimes or do you think like what are the benefits um do you think maybe you've got more ideas for like lunging alternatives that uh, that could be good? You know, definitely pop over to our Facebook group and, uh, and let me know what you think. And um, yeah, so that's it. And also, if you know somebody who um, lunges the horse a lot, you know, don't be shy. Send them this podcast and, and, and you know, um, they might enjoy it too. Maybe just a, a different perspective on things. Okay, so your homework for today, I have, well, I have three things for you to do. So the first one, as I said, is if you lunge your horse, just go take a video and then actually look and see what shape your horse is. Um, that'll just be interesting. Um, two other things I'd like you to do today. So you're probably listening to this podcast on your phone. So go to the App Store. If you're on an iPhone, go to the Google Play Store. So just open it up now on your phone. Open the App Store. Uh, type in, go to the search. Type in Rideable. And there you will see the Rideable Horse Tracker app. Download that to your phone. You'll be able to track all your horse sessions, write your improvements, your aha moments, all that kind of stuff. Once that's done, go back to the App Store, Google Play Store, go to the search functionality feature on it, type in Dressage Hero. Okay, you'll see another app called Dressage Hero. Download that to your app. Both apps are free to download. And on the Dressage Hero app, you will get some fun exercises. Actually, the Dressage Hero app in particular, there's a there's quite a few really fun alternative exercises and lessons you can do in an arena that will I can promise you you will never be bored. <laughs> there are a lot of fun. And not only that, but there's exercises in there you can do in groups. So if you've got a group of like two or three friends and maybe you ride in an arena or in a paddock or wherever it is you ride together and you just want to do something that's fun and interesting, I have a ton of fun flat work games in there that I think you'll really enjoy. Okay, so that's it for today. Thank you for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode. 
Thanks very much for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to discover more about my work and approach with horses, or you're interested in improving your pole work, your liberty work, or lateral work, you can find out more about me and check out our range of online courses at greyponyfilms.com. Thank you.